globalist agenda. Welcome to the War Room with Owen Schroyer. Six pipe bomber story that some reason, some some reason the Democrats just aren't interested in that. You know, it's the worst event in America's history. But the bomber, the potential pipe bomber, they're not interested in that aspect of it. And really that tells you the whole story. But I think it's pretty obvious at this point that the entire operation was an anti-Trump operation and the, the entire operation to storm the Capitol or, or plant the pipe bombs or... or Whatever the agenda was, was all about stopping the review of the electoral process and how these states broke the law to get the mail-in ballots to count for Joe Biden. And they didn't want the American people to see how Joe Biden actually got into office. Most votes of all time. And so, I mean, this this situation couldn't be more obvious. It's like 98 home run chase where Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa both broke the record that stood for like 50 years well yeah they were on steroids so there was an anomaly there there was a there was an added factor into that just like how does trump and biden both break the record for most votes because there was an added factor there there was an anomaly trump actually probably did it legitimately but that's another story so first guys b-roll me clip four so we now have footage of the bomb sniffing dog Remember, they're still trying to say that this was a real pipe bomb. But here's here's the bomb-sniffing dog casing the area right where the pipe bomb is and doesn't find it. And so Julie Kelly first released this footage yesterday saying, okay, here's the, here's the, dr- here's the bomb-sniffing dog sniffing the bench where the pipe bomb allegedly was and doesn't find it, which means one or two things. One, the pipe bomb wasn't there, or two, it wasn't a real bomb. But it has to be one, because how could they not see it, even if it wasn't real? It was sitting, sticking out like a sore thumb. But then she also released a second video, even more damning, where it shows that, yes, indeed, they they walked right by the pipe bomb, the, the bomb-sniffing dogs walked right by the pipe bomb and didn't notice it. So, again, it, it's hard to tell with the grainy footage. Even in the other videos that we have from later in the day when they discovered the pipe bomb, whether it's there or not, the coffee cup is there, strangely enough, but it's hard to tell whether the pipe bomb is there or not. Or maybe it was and then somebody adjusted it. Who knows? But so, thanks to Thomas Massey, and Julie Kelly and so many others for making this a big story, and Dr. Jaron Beatty, we're not giving it up. So what really happened with this? Was it a real bomb? Was it a fake bomb? Was it there prior to the bomb-sniffing dogs being there, or was it placed there afterwards as part of whatever the stunt was, and then who placed it there? Now, you have to imagine that we're going to get the answers to these questions because the footage obviously exists. So I don't know if it's being held back intentionally for some reason or if they just don't have it yet. Whatever the case may be, this, 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 the whole story takes a new turn now. So why didn't the bomb-sniffing dog 
find the pipe bomb. Was it not even there at the time? Meaning somebody has the footage of that bomb being placed there after the bomb sniffing dog goes through. Or was it not even a real bomb? As we were told, it was a fake bomb. It was an FBI fake bomb. And that's why the dog didn't sniff it because it wasn't a real bomb. But then you have to wonder, well, how did nobody see it when it's sitting there right under the bit sticking out like a sore thumb? Did they really not see it? Or did somebody go up and adjust it after the building was cased? But why don't the Democrats want these questions answered? Because I think they already know the answer. The entire operation was an anti-Trump operation. And it was an entrapment operation for Trump supporters. In a world where ancient remedies blend with modern science, Jones knows the secret. Bawd Ease from InfoWars Life isn't just any treasure, but the ultimate turmeric and inflammatory support. For millennia, turmeric's power has been recognized, but not all turmeric is created equal. With InfoWars Bawd Ease, you're getting turmeric root extract in a much more potent form. And the magic doesn't stop at turmeric. Paired with ingredients known for their anti-inflammatory properties like organic sage leaf and others, Bodies is a symphony of nature's best. Joint support, flexibility, inflammation, and immune support. With Bodies, you're not just unlocking the secrets of ancient remedies, but also supporting the show. <sighs> Discover the power of all natural turmeric. Grab your treasure today. <laughs> Head to InfoWarsStore.com and experience the magic of Maud Ease for yourself. We are getting crushed in the housing market. We are getting crushed in the automobile market. We are getting crushed in our grocery bills. They're sitting here attacking you, attacking your economy, attacking your culture, attacking your borders. And then they say you're inhumane. Excited to have her on. Folks, remember to support us at InfoWarsStore.com. We found out, uh, triple, quadruple, quintuple confirmed, whatever you want to call it, that the Democrats, the Biden administration, the deep state, Hillary Clinton, were so afraid of InfoWars. First, they had to spy on us. Then they had to censor us off the Internet. Then they had to try to financially destroy us. That's how effective we are. But that's thanks to your support at InfoWarsStore.com that we are still here on the air and able to get the great guests, the great guests that we had yesterday, the great guests that we had today, uh, the great guests we had in studio on the Alex Jones Show as well. So we want to continue to do our great work here, and it's all thanks to your support at InfoWarsStore.com. We sell products you need. We sell great supplements that help you with your health. And so that's the formula for victory, and it's worked. It's worked, and we're still on air doing what we do here, doing what we love to do, telling the truth in an age of deceit and lies and amplifying other voices and individuals that are in this good fight with us. So we appreciate you continuing to support us at InfoWarsStore.com. We appreciate when you share the links. We appreciate it when you even cut out the videos and upload them on your own. 
social media accounts, websites, share them with friends and family. It's all part of our formula for success. So we appreciate that greatly. All right, we're about to get into a couple of issues here with Stacey Washington. And I was listening to her show last night, so I'm going to talk about some of the stuff that she was covering. But it's funny here. The White House releases this Valentine's Day card. I guess it is Valentine's Day. And I'm, I'm trying to understand what's going on here. They release, they put out this Valentine's Day card. It's got a picture of Mike Johnson. And it says, roses are red, violets are blue. The border deal was crushed because of you. So I'm just not getting it. I'm just not getting it. Joe Biden could secure the border. Mayorkas could secure the border. Democrats could easily secure the border if they wanted to. They don't want to. They've made that perfectly clear. So now, so so I guess the joke is that the Democrats want to secure the border now and Republicans don't. That's what they're that's what they're trying to tell you. I mean, it's just stunning stuff. When are Democrat voters going to be sick of being lied to? That's the question. That's the ultimate question. When are Democrat voters going to be sick of being lied to? But hey, let's go here. They finally impeached Mayorkas last night. Here it is in clip five. I'm very thankful to our Republican conference for finally working together and standing with the American people to send the message to the Biden administration that it's our border that matters, not other countries' borders. Our border matters. And finally, we've held Alejandro Mayorkas accountable for his willful and, and betrayal of the American people and breaking federal immigration laws. And I'm, I'm very grateful that we were able to get this done with a razor-thin majority. I think this also sends a message to America that Republicans can get our job done when we work together and do what's important and what the American people want us to do. What's your message to the Senate? You're going to be one of the impeachment managers as you go over there, and there's talk of them trying to short-circuit a trial with a motion to dismiss or something like that. What's your reaction? My message to the Senate is they should look at the polling, and they know that our border security is the number one issue in every single campaign, in every single state, every single city, and every single community. And whether it's New York City, Chicago, Atlanta, whether it's California or any other state in the country, it's the fact that millions and millions of migrants have been brought illegally into our country, and the American people are being forced to pay for them. They better pay attention to the American people and how they feel. And then they need to read our articles of impeachment. We have six pages of Alejandro breaking federal immigration laws. I would advise them to get well-versed in the laws that he broke and understand that the people that voted them into office and the oath of office that they took to swearing an oath to the American people and to our country is the oath that they need to remember. And then they need to take this very seriously. Now, We'll see if the impeachment of Mayorkas can reach the final stage. I I don't know. I don't trust the Senate Republicans. I don't trust Mitch McConnell. But, But here's the truth. It's not just that Mayorkas should be impeached. Mayorkas should face criminal charges. 
Mayorkas belongs in jail. And if Republicans were serious about saving the country, which they're not at this point in the game, they're just not. Democrats are serious about destroying the country. They've made that clear. But Republicans are not serious about saving the country, or very few are, rather. But if Republicans were serious, then Mayorkas should not just be facing impeachment. He should be facing criminal charges. And then that'll make the Democrats think twice before launching an invasion in our southern border. So joining me now is Stacy Washington. Stacy on the right on X, StacyOnTheRight.com. Now I've been listening to Stacy on Sirius XM Patriot on my nighttime drive. She's on the late night slot there. Always enjoyed listening to her late night. She also is working for Salem News. I was on with her just yesterday. Stacy, do you agree that if the Republicans were serious about saving the country, that they wouldn't just pursue this impeachment of Mayorkas, they would go for criminal charges? Absolutely, because we need to be serious about the fact that the guy is actually breaking the law. So we actually have law in our country that says you can enter at these ports, you can claim asylum at these ports. Remain in Mexico is actually passed and finished and executed law. All of these things are... Try breaking these laws as an American, right? You can't break the law as an American citizen, but as an illegal alien, because the Democrats want additional congressional seats, you find yourself in a position of watching them break the law, watching them go through the airport security without taking their shoes off. They don't even have to go through the scanners. They just show up with their manila envelope with their name, which they just made up at the border using the CBP-1 app, and they get processed right through, flown to their destination on your dime because all of our taxes go into the treasury before they even hit our bank account. And then these people use that money. It's Mayorkas, it's Biden, it's everybody in the chain. They're using this money to ship these people across the country and put them in places where Democrats are losing human bodies that are citizens so that they can maintain their congressional districts. And we're looking at an additional seven to 14 districts if each district is represented by 700,000 people. So do the math. If you need 10 million, you need 14 million, you need 28 congressional seats, you can get there if you bring in enough illegals, put them where they belong and use that Supreme Court decision that says that if you're in the country, you have to be counted whether you're a citizen or not. And boom, that's how they take the majority. Yeah, let's talk about that because a lot of people just think, oh, the Democrats want them to vote, which I'm sure is true, but that's not their 2028 strategy. You're laying out their 2028 strategy right here. But but first, I think it's also important American people understand this. It was in the last bill. They're paying lawyers tens of millions of dollars. I believe the number was just shy of $50 million for lawyers for these illegal immigrants. They coached them on how to beat the system. They say, here's how you use the app. Here's what to reply. When the Border Patrol asks you questions, here's what to say. And then here's how you can take advantage of all the free welfare. Here's how you can change their name. They're getting coached by Democrat lawyers how to beat and game the system. And it's not just that. So, oh, and if it was just that, right, or if it was just the $22 billion they recently spent over the past two years on resettling these migrants, if it was just the nine grand a month that they're getting in Chicago, if they're resettling there, if it was just the 2000 or 5000 a month that the California illegal aliens are literally going back every other month and reentering the border with a new name under the CDP-1 app so they can get a new card loaded with between 2000 and $5,000, this is a scam they explained on Spanish radio in California. If it was just any one of those things, he should be impeached. But we're talking about all of those things and more. The maps on how to get through the Darien Gap. The number one 
new immigrant group coming to America en masse is Chinese citizens. We have enough for a standing infantry group already in the country. We're talking about tens of thousands of people coming in because why not? It's free. You get paid to come. You get paid to stay. And on top of all of that, we're paying for it. So, you know, you're, I'm, I'm literally budgeting out what I have to do every single month. I'm working, I'm earning a living, and I'm abiding by the law. These people are breaking the law, and they're coming in here, and on my dollar and yours, they're living the high life, committing crimes, beating up NYPD officers. It's a hot mess. Well, now let's talk about the how the Democrats are using this to rig elections. Again, the, the common talking point, which I'm sure Democrats would love to get them to become citizens and have them voting tomorrow or in the 2024 election. They would love that. But that's not really their play. I, I think their play is for 2028, and they want to expand their electoral votes in California, New York, and Illinois. Quite frankly, the governor here in Texas is helping them in that endeavor by sending all the illegal immigrants to those states. So they're probably going to pick up potentially electoral votes but you just mentioned it. it's also in the congressional districts where they're also going to add congressional seats where they assume they're going to turn them blue as well yeah so that was the big deal during the pandemic and oh and i know you saw that that it was a headline it was everywhere even the leftist media was reporting on 48 million americans moving from blue states where they were locked down and had bad weather, and so were therefore forced to wear masks and not go to school and church and couldn't go to the gym. And they moved to warm states or they moved to states with lower populations where they could spend their East Coast dollars in a big way in Iowa, places in, in kind of like out in the country, rural areas. They bought land, they bought property. I'm telling you, it was a pretty interesting thing to watch because the migratory pattern showed that it doesn't matter what you are, Democrat or Republican, you want to move to an area where you can be free, where you your kids can go to school, where you can have your kids play in the backyard without them being in danger of being shot by a stray bullet because there's gang activity. And so New Yorkers and Illinoisans and Californians all moved to red states. Well, what are the Democrats gonna do about that? You laid it out. We have congressional members who are now talking about it. They want the illegal aliens to replace those physical persons who were American citizens and then they have those congressional districts and they have their solid blue votes already in that state who will make sure that the congressional members who are elected to fill those seats, those new seats, that they'll be Democrats. So this is an easy way of them not having to have policy that works. They don't have to care about black people. They don't have to pretend anymore. They're gonna leave the black people be and replace them with people from all over the world. It's not just people from the Northern Triangle countries. And then they have their majority and the number one target for all of this is actually Texas. Yes, they want to fill up the blue states, but they want to flip Texas, too, because without Texas, there is no way for a Republican president to ever win again. Yeah, that, that's right. If they get California, New York, Illinois and Texas, that's that's kind of an impossible uh, handicap, if yeah. you will, to overcome in any presidential race. And so that's why the Democrats pay a lot of money to ballot harvest in Texas. And they're getting closer, um, but they're still not yeah. quite there yet. Now, now, speaking of congressional seats, it, it seems that Republicans love to shoot themselves in the foot. What they did to George Santos is the equivalent of throwing a pick six in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. I mean, it had to be the worst thing I've ever seen. They vote out Santos, who was a key vote in the House, by the way, and now they just lost that seat as, as hardcore left Democrat Tom Susie, who wants to raise taxes and, and all the carbon emission taxes and everything else. I mean, he's as, he's as hardcore left as it gets. So they lose a seat. And now the Democrats gain a seat. It's like a pick six in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. 
why do Republicans do this? Do they really think if they somehow hold themselves to some sort of higher political ethics or morals that the Democrats will follow suit? I mean, what kind of dream world do they live in? It's a land of unicorns and $60 billion payments to Ukraine. So it's not actually that fake, Owen. I mean, it's it's a real place because they certainly passed that bill out of the Senate to get their, their, uh, their slush fund going for Ukraine for 2024. But what you're talking about here is I, I was watching this in real time and talking about it on the radio and thinking, I just don't understand why Republicans can't make peace with George Santos. It, so he lied. What's new about that? So yeah. we had multiple identities. What's new about that? Oh, and I'm waiting to see what it is about George Santos that was so different than so many of the other representatives there. And even when people came out and spoke about this cogently, I think it was MTG who was like, I don't know what we're doing. I didn't know what you're, I, you don't know what you're doing. I don't know what you guys are doing. You're supposed to be focused on increasing the majority and making good on the promises you made on the campaign trail, which is impeaching Mayorkas and impeaching Biden. That's what they were supposed to be doing, passing a budget, with 12 individual appropriation sets that had been balanced and were lower than the year before. I remember this stuff. See, that that's the thing. They think we Americans don't remember what they ran on. They think we don't remember what McCarthy made as a deal when they put him in as the Speaker of the House. And so he did nothing that he promised. And now here we are. We don't even have Santos. And and this, this, this image that you have right here, that's what we should have had. You see that man right there? We should have had that guy. He was a Republican. He was on our side, and he was good friends with MTG. That, that's your stamp of approval right there. If you can get down with our girl MTG, you're down with us, even if you are a bit of a liar and you don't know what your identity is. And, you know, he's, he's kind of Gen Z a little bit. He's, you know, he's a, little, he's a little different. And so ever since they let him go, he's been out, you know, doing these videos, and I've been looking at him and thinking, what was so bad about this guy? Like, why couldn't they just let him stay for two more years so we could figure out what we're doing? It's an unbelievable misstep. And meanwhile, Bob Menendez, who literally takes jackets full of gold bullion out of foreign countries, getting bribes, he no, the Democrats aren't removing him. You know, it it, it, it reminds me. It reminds me because because I just like sports analogies. I came from the sports media. It reminds me when the Bulls picked up Dennis Rodman, and people were like, "Why would you pick up Dennis Rodman? You guys used to hate Dennis Rodman. You used to fight Dennis Rodman." The Bulls were like, uh, "I don't know, fifteen rebounds a game. I think is why we want to pick up." Yeah. So it's like that's what it is. George Santos had a great voting record. It was a key vote in the House on very narrow victories that they get with the votes. And again, it's like, did they really think that they somehow would return some sort of ethics or morals to Congress by voting out Santos? I mean, what kind of dreamland? I mean, what about Cory Bush? And by the way, I mean, you're, you're in St. Louis. I mean, you, the Cory Bush issues actually go a lot deeper than people realize. I mean, I'm sure you've got sources in, in St. Louis. I, I still have some people there I know, too. I mean, if they if they actually look into Cory Bush's spending, uh, I mean, yeah, they're going to find some stuff, Stacey. Well, so she's Mo one. I live in Congressional District two, so Ann Wagner is my congresswoman. But uh, yeah, Cory Bush, uh, yeah, that that's a live wire right there, and she's still there. So again, the Democrats get to create their crazy grifters. We're like, oh no. He doesn't wear his sweater vest just right. He has no tie. We must get rid of him. And we get rid of a guy who literally was voting with us. He had a better voting record with us than a Mitt Romney in the Senate. If we can be down with Mitch McConnell, who is the devil's little brother, why couldn't we be down with George Santos? I mean, the guy got elected in New York. That's hard to do. We could have kept him there, made friends with him, rehabilitated him just a little bit. He's our, you know, that's what you do. Sometimes... You have a team, 
whether it's at work or anywhere else. And the team isn't exactly what you would have picked. And so you make do with that team. You get everybody on that team to work to the best of their ability until you can make changes. We didn't actually need to make changes with George Santos. He represented the district that he came to Congress from. And that's kind of the thing, too. There are a lot of crazy reps coming out of New York. He was not even close to being the craziest one. I, I really think it wasn't just a mistake. It's indicative of a kind of shoot yourself in the foot mentality that Republicans have. And we need to root those people out. The ones who were so gung-ho about getting rid of Santos, we need to reassess whether or not we want to send them back again. And again, it's just a lack of strategy. It's a lack of vision. Like you said, he, he kind of comes from this Gen Z wing, and, and maybe that's represented in New York. Why would you reject that? Republicans struggle with young voters. They struggle with kind mm -hmm. of, you know, maybe the social outcast type. He was a perfect, he was a perfect kind of draw in for that type, kind of sassy, whatever. And they just say, oh, we want nothing to do with this. We don't even care if it gives us victory. It just makes me doubt the entire Republican Party. I don't know. Do you think they learned from this, Stacey? Do you think they learned anything from this? Well, I know what I learned, that if I'm going to be getting my picture taken for the newspaper, and I don't know if that's going to happen, Owen, we never know what's going to happen, but I want to be smiling as hard as George Santos. I want some of those old school, you know, last century pimp glasses he likes to wear. <laughs> and I need to make sure that my jacket game is uptight. I need to make sure I look like that guy when I'm getting my picture taken, because he he's the happiest person I've seen leave Congress ever. No one has looked this good leaving the body. The people who work there still to this day don't look as happy and as good as this guy does. So whatever he's got going on with those shades and that kind of disheveled look, but the, the jackets are always super tight and tailored, let's all of us work with that kind of energy. And as far as going into the future, I'm tired of us majoring in the minors. I'm tired of talking about the Black National Anthem at the NFL. I'm tired of talking about Taylor Swift. I'm tired of talking about this one dancing naked on a screen somewhere. This, these are cultural issues that families have to tackle. We as a party of Republicans, right-leaning people, GOP members, conservatarians, whatever you call yourself, if you are not a raging, woke, dumb, moronic liberal, then we need to be focused on the economy, foreign policy, defunding Ukraine and all of this other nonsense, getting our border under control and making Americans understand that there aren't any adults in the room. There are only people who can think clearly and morons. And if you're not a moron, you're voting for anybody but Biden, which in this case, the only person running who has a chance of winning is Trump. So you don't like him. You're not going to be his best friend. You're not going to marry him. You're not going to hang out with him at Mar-a-Lago. You're going to vote for him because he will close the border. He will stop funding Ukraine and he'll end the war. And he will bring a booming economy back. Your 401k will be rocking. That's what you're voting for. You're not voting for your best friend. You're voting for someone who will do things for you that Biden can't do because he doesn't even know what year it is. Well, now you're speaking my language. There's, there's two things that I try to promote to my audience here which I do have a young audience, but the two things I try to promote is it's very imperative, at least at this time, to separate political conservatism from cultural conservatism. You have to be able to separate those two things because purism in this sense is cancer to any political movement. And I see way too much of this. It's a terminal illness when you start to engage in purism politically and that's part of the reason, I think, why conservatives lose politically. I think why Republicans lose politically. Yeah. And so, I mean, I have on my pro-life T-shirt here. I'm on the board of a pro-life organization. We're a multi-million dollar organization. We've saved 43,000 babies, most of them black, from abortion. Um, so I'm into that. 
But 2024 is not the year for me to get out and bang that drum at the federal level. At the state level, we have issues. But at the federal level, the issues are the border. What else do we need to talk about? Uh, the border. Um, and then after that, foreign policy and spending. Why are we spending money in Ukraine on a war those people can't win? Why are we hollowing out their actual male, um, their male population? They're now conscripting men in their 40s and up because yeah, they average had a age young is like 45 now. Bullets. That's unbelievable. That means all the young men are gone. Owen, we're talking about men your age, the age of my son. These men are gone. They are gone forever. They're not coming back. No unicorns are going to raise them up. So we've got to be talking about these issues and make sure people understand we care and we have the answer. Stacey Washington is my guest. Stacey on the right, her show on Sirius XM Patriot. Stacey, stay right there. There's some big news in the radio industry today that I want to get your response to. The InfoWars War Room, your election headquarters. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Here is 2030. The World Economic Forum's agenda unfolds, ushering in an era where AI seeks to dominate. In this world of steel and algorithms, there's a ray of hope for humanity. It's bodies from InfoWarsStore.com. This revolutionary blend of ancient herbs and modern science stands as a symbol of resistance. It's not just about combating inflammation. It's about making your body feel invincible in the InfoWar. Visit InfoWarsStore.com and order yours before the sale is terminated. I was recently on the air in a two and a half plus hour interview with Elon Musk. And he was talking about the globalist plan to depopulate, destroy our families and destroy civilization. And I said, what do we call it, Elon? He said, I don't know. And I said, what about team humanity? What would you call the debate and discussion about a pro-human future, just team humanity? Yeah, team humanity, absolutely. He said, yeah, let's call it team humanity. Well, I had the idea then to make the shirt. We've got two different limited edition variants of it. Team Humanity. And it's got the image of the nuclear family. Team Humanity. Infowars.com. 1776. 1776 worldwide. On the back it says Team Humanity. This is a great conversation starter. It's a great way to discuss Team Humanity versus the globalists. We get obsessed with sports and all these different groups to distract and divert us and make us tribal. But aren't we really just humanity and a pro-human future versus the globalists and you will eat the bugs and their deindustrial program. You will eat the bugs. If you stand against the open borders, the end of sovereignty, and the transgenderism, and the new world order, and the technocracy, and, and hearing that the, the age of humanity is over, then you are on Team Humanity. Get the limited edition shirts now at InfoWarsStore.com. It's a great conversation starter. You'll have amazing things develop, I predict, if you wear it out in public, and it keeps the show on the air. It's a fundraiser. So the only way this fails is if you don't go to InfoWarsStore.com and get Get your Team Humanity shirt right now. And it's not the only limited edition shirt we just put out. We just put out one more. And that shirt is incredible. My own new design. A red, white, and blue Gadsden rattlesnake flag, 1776. It's got the InfoWars flag. It's got the American flag. It's got the establishment of InfoWars. This is a great shirt to identify yourself as a patriot with others and to link up with other folks and to let the leftist and the globalists know we're on the ground and we are powerful. So both the new 1776 Gadsden flag shirt and the two different variants of Team Humanity shirts, limited editions for a limited time at InfoWars. 
InfoWarsStore.com. You get the new 1776 Gadsden shirt, red, white, and blue, original design, and get the new Team Humanity shirts. And I thank you all for your support because you are on Team Humanity. I'm not perfect. I'm under a lot of stress. But if I didn't have the supplements we have, we promote, I wouldn't be able to continue to be on air. And when you go to InfoWarsStore.com, you are funding the tip of the spear in the fight against the globalists in an operation that the enemy admits has been the most effective at exposing them. Because we're fearless and we don't back down. We got God on our side. But God needs to work through you. You've got to make the decision to get great products you already need at InfoWarsStore.com. And that is a 360 win. Nitric Boost, without me even knowing, became our number three bestseller because people loved it so much. They had such great effects. Got all these natural compounds that clean out the blood, open up your arteries and veins and capillators, clean out your heart, your brain, everything. Well, we got an even better manufacturer. The other one was great, but one that's even better with even higher quality ingredients at a lower price. So I could never offer nitric boosters. It costs us so much to make, and now we can offer it for 40% off. Infowarstore.com, nitric boost, finally back in stock. 40% off out of the gates. If you are receiving this transmission, you are the resistance. Warning. This broadcast is not for the weak-minded. It's The War Room with Owen Schroyer. Watch the live stream at band.video. Stacey Washington. She's known as Stacy on the right, and you can tell why as she's with us here for the remainder of the hour. You can find her on Sirius XM Patriot on your late night drives. That's when I pick her up. But there's some big news in the radio industry here, Stacy. George Soros Fund poised to take control of nation's second largest chain of radio stations. George Soros is poised to take massive stake in the nation's second largest radio company, which owns more than 220 stations nationwide, according to court filings and sources close to the situation. The left-leaning billionaire Soros Fund Management has bought up to $400 million of debt in Odyssey, the number two U.S. radio broadcaster behind iHeartMedia, with stations including New York's WFAN and 1010WINS, stations in Los Angeles and others. And, and so... You know, there's a couple aspects for people to understand about this. One, why do these individuals like the billionaire that bought the Los Angeles Times for his daughter that she's basically destroyed, uh, uh, the Washington Post being bought by Bezos, the New York Times, now Soros buying it. It's not about profit for them. It's about power. It's about narrative because there's a reason why this company's in all this debt. It's not making money. And so Soros doesn't care about making the money. He cares about getting the message, controlling the message. This has been a story that's been going on for a long time. InfoWars has dealt with it. I know other hosts over the time have dealt with it. Uh, so, Stacy, what kind of insight can you give into this and, and talk about how dangerous this is for now, for now the Soros group to be buying up one of the largest radio groups in the country? So let me just start off by saying I used to work for FM News Talk 97.1 here in St. Louis, 
And it was at that time owned by a completely like a small, very small company that was conservative and the ownership was conservative. So it's like rib rock conservatism from the top, meaning the actual owners who funded everything all the way down to the program managers and hosts on the station. And then Odyssey came about and they weren't always Odyssey. They had a, another name before that. I, I can't remember what it was, but they, this couple, they're, they're rich, they're young, they're kind of you know, young millennials, and they've got these ideas about owning all these stations. And so they jump into the radio business and they start buying up all these stations. They buy 97.1, they buy uh, Camo X, which is the Mighty Mox. It's a AM station that Rush Limbaugh ruled and reigned over in the Midwest. And at night you could get Camo X five states from here. It literally was the entire middle of the country that you could listen to the Mighty Mox at night. And so they buy these two stations, and what I noticed was, of course, first of all, they moved uh, 97.1 out of the powerhouse and moved them down into the same fancy building, a high rise downtown, um, where they put KMOX is already there. They put 97.1 there. They start shuffling the hosts around to kind of balance out the channel. And then the other part is Rush Limbaugh dies, right? Huge vacuum, like a black hole that had appeared out of nowhere. And you have to put hosts there. And so, of course, we've seen some hosts rise up. I actually think you know we're doing okay in that aspect. No one can replace Rush. But the bigger deal was I'd gone downtown to go appear on their evening drive show. They had like a news magazine format where they'd have a bunch of people come in and do a round table. And it went down to, to you know appear on this thing. So I'm in the building and I've been to KMOX before, but I'd never been there since Odyssey had purchased 97.1 and everything's under the same management. So just to give you an idea of what these people are like and why their company is going down in flames and Soros is about to buy it, these people took all of the sugar and all of the soft drinks out of the building because they said they didn't want their employees to have access to those things because it would make them fat. And they put instead these kind of flavored waters and a flavored water machine. Why do I know this? Because ever since I used to work at 97.1 at their old location, I would always go down with my mug, pour some coffee in, you know, put some sugar in and some creamer and, you know, I would get it right there in the building. So I'm like, hey, can I can I borrow the break room and get a cup of coffee? And she's like, well, let me show you where we hide the sugar. So she hidden some sugar away and she let me have some of that. And she said, I'm sorry, but we only have powdered, powdered creamer because, you know, you're not allowed to have any of that sugary stuff in here. I was like, what about half and half? She said, you can't. Those are dairy products. You can't. But so this is a place where. They're micromanaging their employees' drink habits. No more, you know, no more vending machines. You can't get any um, like vending items. You can't get that stuff because they don't want you to have access to it because they're trying to control what you eat, but they're not controlling the things that matter. What matters in radio, you know this, Owen, it's advertisers. You need local businesses to sponsor the hosts and the programming there to sell their businesses on your airwaves. And they have to create it through that partnership. You create relationships within the community and that's how local radio thrives. It's the businesses, the listeners and the hosts. And without a good sales team, you can't do that. But if everybody in the building is trying to control their sugar cravings, then you're probably not going to have a successful venture. I remember doing my appearance, had a great time, I go to leave, I get my parking validated and I was pulling out and I got this little feeling in the pit of my chest is my little mom radar went out. And it's the same thing that happens to me when I go to a boutique or someplace and the people there have a really nasty attitude. And it's a small place where you go buy a gift for your best friend. You know, you buy her a set of towels for a bathroom or some napkins or something. And every time I get that feeling in the pit of my stomach, that business goes, they, they, they go under. 
And I thought to myself, this place is probably going to be in trouble financially because their focus is on the wrong things. You need the people at the highest level to be focused, laser focused on sales and increasing their number of people who are listening in every seven minute or 15 minute increment on the radio. And if you're not looking at the PPMs, if you're not looking at your sales and marketing numbers, you're instead worried about how much sugar people are consuming, you're probably not going to do well. So this doesn't surprise me. But again, how does evil always prevail? Because good people allow themselves to go into debt in such a way that they have to be bailed out by George Soros. And that's what's happening here. Those 220 stations should never be up on the block. That should be protected. We should have the richest people in America banding together to make sure Soros cannot take over those stations because he'll just close down the conservative ones. Why would he do anything else? He's he's here to destroy this country. And some of those stations that, that I, I guess Soros is about to take over, and, and like you said, there's not. we'll see how much longer conservative talk radio can even exist on any of these Odyssey stations. KMOX probably has the farthest reach of any radio station in America. I, I mean, it, it probably has the largest reach. That's why it's called the Mighty Mox. And mm -hmm. there are still conservative hosts and common sense hosts on that station. Who knows if they have a job after this takeover? I, I mean, I could, talk, I, I could talk the ins and outs of radio so much, but you're absolutely right. So now the same thing that they've done with print media it just shows that there still is power in radio. It shows that there still is power in local radio, and it shows that that people communicating through local radio stations still has some pull and effect politically that Soros sees enough value to be spending hundreds of millions of dollars in this enterprise. Yeah, but they – oh, and here's what drives me nuts, though. When the couple first took over the company before they renamed it Odyssey – they went out and they looked at the most prized properties across the country. And in St. Louis, it's 97.1 FM News Talk and KMOX. That's it. They came in and bought them across the country. They literally went across the country and methodically purchased everyone. In fact, I kind of wonder to myself, since they hate sugar and they hate sodas and they don't like creamer, maybe they did this on purpose. Maybe they undertook this work to gather up all of these stations into one basket so they could then have it be in financial difficulty so that Soros could take it over. That's really tenfold hatty, and, you know, I'm not usually that girl, but it just doesn't make any sense to me that they could run this company that badly and then have to have Soros be the one to bail them out. There's no one else in America that could bail them out. There's, there's no other debt management plan they could have gone under that wouldn't involve selling these prime radio station packages, these groups all over the country in the best markets, these truth-tellers. Because KMOX has had some programming changes. It's not the KMOX you remember, Owen. That the hosts are not the same. They're that's why they're not doing well, because the hosts are not they they don't set you on fire. They're not there to hook you. They're not doing the thing that needs to be done on radio, which is creating a relationship and either burning you to the ground in anger or making you fall in love. That's all radio is, it's P1s and P5s. That's not happening on KMOX anymore. It used to. So it's sad. I, I, I don't, well, I don't you know, know what I, to say. I, I, might, I might put that tinfoil hat on with you, except I, I had enough experience in St. Louis radio and management to realize that some people are just really dumb involved in that. All right. I've been on air 29 plus years. And I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt, that I'm about to say here on air right now is the most important thing I've ever broken down. And I go through life seeing the average people out there, even our better people that are somewhat awake,
not realizing that what we're covering, what we're getting into, isn't some side issue, isn't the central issue, it's everything. The future of our species together. And I've studied the globalists and how they operate for more than 35 years. And I read their documents they'd written in the 50s, and as I've said many times, they got their plan done by the 70s. And then I saw their plan in the 70s for the 90s, and they got that done. Then I saw their plan in the 90s for the 2000s. Here we are. And now we have front row seats to global government, forced depopulation, and a collapsed civilization. And privately, I know basically all the top people that are resisting it. And they're getting closer and closer to coming completely out with the truth. But that's a day late and a dollar short. They got to go public now with all this. Because there's not a lot of time left. Greetings, my stupid American friends. We interrupt this program with Obama, I mean Biden's internet kill switch, to let you all know you are seeing illegal information. Ah, ah, ah. Ah, ah, ah. We are surveilling and censoring and working with our good friends in Big Tech to make sure that none of you are able to stop the final phases of collapsing the Western world, namely America. We take your children, your borders, your freedom. We resume our information operation against you pathetic Americans. Ah, has gone quite well. That's right. We outlaw TikTok in our country, but we use it to demoralize you here. In China, we teach families and strength and hard work. But what we do to you, well, you know what we've done to you. Because this is proof of how China is making all of us dumber with TikTok. I mean, just take a look at these videos and you'll see a suspicious difference between the TikTok we know versus China's version of TikTok, Douyin. Because while our version of TikTok is being fed with just more of this and this. Well, the people of China only get served more of this. Teachers in classrooms, science experiments for kids, showcasing architecture and technology, even sports. You can easily say that this is just because of cultural differences, but let me remind you, TikTok's parent company, ByteDance, is Chinese. <laughs> But isn't it true that you let us do it? Only watch CNN and do what Biden, Joe Biden, tells you to do. But whatever you do, do not go to InfoWarsStore.com and get new book, The Great Awakening. Awakening is not good. Stay asleep and die. <laughs> and whatever you do, do not get a fundraiser signed copy. That might keep them on the air. It will demoralize people greatly. Once we have shut down Alex Jones, do not awaken. Do not read Alex Jones' book, The Great Awakening. Do not get it, InfoWarsStore.com. If you are receiving this transmission, you are the resistance. Well, you speak of KMLX and the great one, and there you have it. And also, speaking 
Speaking of George Soros, you want to hear something crazy? <laughs> this is just... I mean, come on. What is this timeline we're living in? Sometimes it's too much fun. Huma Abedin and Alex Soros announced they are now dating today on Valentine's Day. So uh, who saw Alex Soros and Huma Abedin getting down? A little Anthony Weiner sloppy seconds. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you know. Hey, I'm never one to stand in the way of love. So do your thing, bud. All right. Okay, Stacey Washington with us here. Last segment of the InfoWars War Room, your election headquarters. Stacey, this is breaking right now out of Washington, D.C. You know, the left lets us know who they are. We should probably listen. The rotunda of the National Archives in Washington, D.C. has been evacuated after two climate activists dump red powder on themselves and the case holding the United States Constitution. What is wrong with these people, Stacey? They hate the document that gives them everything. They hate the document that guarantees their freedom. And, I mean, it just shows how deranged and mentally disturbed these people are with acts like this. They weren't spanked as kids. They're, when they were small and they were screaming curse words at their moms, they didn't have their mom shove a piece of soap in their mouth and say, bite down on this, and then make them sit there for 60 seconds and understand that if you curse, you eat soap. If you don't do what you're told and you run out in the street and you almost get killed, you're going to get your little butt turned red with a couple of hand slaps. They did not understand that there is actually a right and a wrong. They, they never had Bible verses read to them, Owen. They never had anybody sit their little butts down and say, come on, let's read a story together. Um, they, we used to read these value tales to our kids and they're old books. I think they're from the seventies, but I don't even know. And I found them at a secondhand shop where I was selling some of our kids clothes. There was a whole set of these books. So I bought them and they're about things like courage and perseverance and um, right and wrong, honesty. Each one has one of those titles and they're about people like Thomas Jefferson and Edison and you know all of these historical figures and stories from their childhoods or their adulthoods where you can learn about right and wrong. And so we did that. We helped our kids memorize scripture because that's the civilizing factor within the human mind is putting scripture into their little minds so that they can have their minds renewed so that they weren't trying out to be climate activists. Like I, if one of my kids, I, they wouldn't even think about doing that. My, my kids mock people like this. My young adults who are Gen Z make fun of people who do this kind of stuff. They laugh at them in derision because mm. they know these are people who can't support themselves. They can't hold jobs. They can't show up on time. These are people who can't show up on time for an interview. They show up in their pajamas. They want to leave. They, they want breaks. They want to be overpaid. They want to make 70 grand a year for a job that's really only worth $15 an hour. These are the people, they're still living at home with their parents, and their parents don't even want to spend time around them. That That's who these people are. You know, yeah, by, like by the way, not that uh, maybe we don't necessarily endorse this activity, but I would also say if if – I'm 34 years old, and, you know, some of us were kind of ruthless to uh, some teachers that maybe didn't deserve it. But let me tell you, if some if some wacko teacher came into the classroom with, like, a rainbow flag cape or, or like, you know, some trans ideology, I, I mean, we would laugh them out of the room. They would be so shamed that they would, they would probably not even want to espouse their ide ideology in front of us ever again. I don't know if we really endorse that or not, but that's just true. It might have helped with the situation. Uh, I do. I do. Okay, I'm well. just somebody's mom on the radio. And I, I was I was tough on our kids, but they love me. Like these these are people who they do anything for me, I do anything for them. And they're young adults. And and sometimes when your kids leave home, 
they leave home for good. They don't want to spend time with you because, you know, whatever it was in the relationship was toxic. I don't have that issue with my kids. And, and the reason is because I love them too much to let them turn into these people. These are people who are going to be continually interacting with the police. And if it's one thing I don't want my kids doing, is continually interacting with the police. And I, I look, when we see the police, we walk up to them and say, thanks, we don't, we're not getting arrested. We're not getting handcuffed because we're not breaking the law. But there's something even more insidious about this. These people are too unintelligent to understand why they're outside of the societal norms. And our norms are quickly changing and being driven downward, but this is still not normative. And they don't even understand why no one is on their side. The, the pink powder, they think they're doing something and they're not. And this is a continual problem for us with these younger people who have been indoctrinated to think that the climate is going to basically give us a 2012 effect. The country is is at, you know, we're, it's the most racist country on earth. It's where all the minorities wanna live, but it's the most racist country on earth. And they believe this stuff and oh, and as long as they believe that, they won't want to be adults. They won't wanna work and get their own place. They won't wanna get a job and start saving money and buy their own car. They won't wanna actually meet somebody and settle down and make a bunch of kids. They won't wanna do that because they don't see any hope in the future. They think they're just some variation of an ape from, you know, uh, Dawkins or whoever that was, Darwin, and they're 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 literally brainwashed into not seeing the value of their life. They don't believe yeah. they have a purpose, that they're called to anything, and that's why they're acting like that. Well, that's and that's why part of me when I see this stuff, I mean, when I look at these individuals, I mean, we could talk about it's like why are you going after the Bill of Rights and the Constitution? It, it changed the world for the meaning of human freedom and destiny. Uh, but aside from that, I, I kind of, you're right, like my heart breaks a little for them because they really have been brain damaged. I mean, they really have been turned into adult babies that, that are seriously brain damaged. And, and that's actually kind of sad. But I, I want to jump lanes now because I know you were covering this last night and I want to kind of dig into this a little bit. Killer Mike goes on The View where a bunch of white liberal women want to lecture <laughs> him saying, hey, why aren't you a Democrat? You're black. Here it is. Clip 17. Um, you got some attention recently for being somewhat critical of President Biden, saying you weren't ready to endorse him yet. What's your holdup there? What's my holdup? Well, first of all, I think everyone should focus on hyper-local. We, we get caught up yeah. in the soap opera of federal elections, and that's fine. But if you are concerned with the federal election, you don't know who your city council or your wardsman is, right. you don't know who your mayor is, and you're not have, you don't have a good list of state representatives or governor, then you're just a part of whoever wins the Super Bowl yeah, or fanfare. Right. So my most important election is going to be in about a year and a half for who's my mayor going to be. I think that Andre Dickens is doing a great job around housing in Atlanta, and I don't want that to be lost. Even though we have a Republican governor, Brian Kemp, I have a good relationship with him. I like what he's done in terms of Georgia business. We've been leading business amongst all states for the last 10 years, and he brought back the Hope Scholarship and expanded it. So if you're a kid in Georgia, you're poor, you got to be average, you can go to college for free or trade school. So in my community, wow. girls Girls are going to college, but boys don't have anywhere to go and they're not choosing to. In my community, I have a push for trades. That's why I support organizations like Georgia Youth Build. I support organizations like um, Next Level Boys Academy because they, uh, they usher our boys. I need my daughters to be able to marry somebody. Right. So, <laughs> and, and even in that case, I, I have said, okay, this governor's doing a good job. In terms of nationally, I'm just kind of doing what my grandfather said, staying out of white folks' business and watching what happens. <laughs> you know, I'm going to see what happens. If there's a candidate that pops up around September, October, that needs a push that's really and policy wise is good for us going to jump up but for right now i just don't want to be involved in the soap opera because i'm much too concerned about what's going on in atlanta on a hyper local level so now there was another part of that we cut it off for time but he talks about how the liberal media lies on him and and you know that's mm -hmm. kind of my question i'll get your response to that we got two minutes left but also the, the question being 
when will Democrat voters get sick of being lied to? So he is actually the epitome of the black male voter right now. They are swinging to the right, not because they have a love affair with Trump or any other right-leaning politician, but because they are tired of being taken for granted by the Democrats. But Owen, oh, he said, in the, and that's the part you cut out, but it's, it's, I'm glad you mentioned it. Killer Mike said, uh, one of the women on The View is like, oh, well, why won't you endorse him because you're voting for Trump? He said, you know what? Disagree with me, but don't lie on me, right? Don't lie on me. He really dressed them down because... They're just like a bunch of little chickens running around with their heads cut off. And he came in there for an adult conversation. See, they, they think like girls. And I don't mean that like, you know, I have daughters. They think like girls. My daughters think like men. I think like a man. I think logically. I don't use my emotional center to make decisions. Those women are all up in their feelings about Biden. They hate Trump. They hate him so much they can't see straight. And that's why they came at him like that. And that's why he had to put them in their place. So understand, he actually just gave the GOTV like teachable 101 on what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to look at the candidate, look at the issues, decide what works for you and vote that way. For me, that means I'm voting for the GOP because the party platform is what I have examined. I read them both cover to cover and I, I compared them. I wrote a book about it and I know I am a GOP voter. I am a Christian. I believe that I might, this is just my first go at life. I'm living eternally. And I don't want to be explaining to God how I supported the people who want to change the gender of every child in America and have abortion pushed on taxpayers and people who don't want it. Those are just a couple of the issues that are immoral that the Democrats support. So he's right. People should go back and listen to him, maybe clip it out, save it on your phone as audio and play it for people. What he just said yeah. there. It's that important. Well, Owen. Well, it's I that actually important. I, I'm actually glad that Joy Behar and uh, and and. Ancestor slave owner Sonny Hostin and Alyssa Farah. Uh -huh. I'm actually glad these white liberal women were henpecking Killer Mike into voting Democrat because that's what that's what black men need to see. That's how that's how liberals really think about you. They want to control your vote. Stacey Washington, great stuff, uh -huh. folks. Catch her on Sirius XM Thank Patriot you. tonight. Always a good listen for the nighttime drive. That does it for the Infowars War Room, your election headquarters. I'm going to be off the War Room tomorrow, hosting the Alex Jones Show, but big interviews. You're not going to want to miss it. Ladies and gentlemen, sold out for five months. The number one strongest turmeric in the world. Bodies, ultimate turmeric formula is back in stock. It's turmeric concentrate. It's 95% curcuminoid. We went to the top lab and said, what's the strongest you put out? They said like 87%. Most companies put out raw turmeric. It's 5%, 4%. This is 95% curcuminoid. Okay? So this is like, I guess the example's like, instead of eating, you have to eat like... You have 10 of those other pills just to get what is in one of these. And it's got some other key ingredients in it that the experts say helps upload the turmeric. It's anti-inflammatory. It's good for your heart, your brain, everything. It is 40% off, back in stock, Body's ultimate turmeric formula, InfoWarsStore.com. The all-time fan classic Bodies, 40% off, back in stock. And... Even made stronger, new and improved, and we got it with a bigger manufacturer, so we can discount it too. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We have Nitric Boost. It cleans out the blood, the heart, goes after the spike proteins, everything. Dr. Mikovich has talked about this for 40% off as well. And this is selling out, but despite that, it's still 30% off. It's next level foundational energy, the methylfolate, the key compound of other ingredients that clean out your cells and that are the main energy source. Popeye takes spinach. That's why it's so strong. What's in that? Folic acid. This is the breakdown concentrate 
of folic acid after the cells break it down. So this just goes right in there like nitrous oxide in, in, in a race car, okay? So you go from 800 horsepower to 1500 horsepower when you turn on the nitrous. I can't even take this, okay? Okay, I turn into a psychotic goblin, okay? okay but I'm just telling you right now, you want next level financial energy, get it, infowarstore.com.